0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 18th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. I believe that God has declared some things over the season. I believe that heaven is saying that this is a season of new levels for us, where we will level up in every area and every facet and every aspect of our lives. But the way this works is that if heaven declares it, that means that the grace is available. But we don't live by grace, we live by faith. And so while God provides everything by grace, we must receive everything by faith. And so if God has said new levels, if God has said level up, then we must receive it and then pursue it by faith. If we want progress, we have to pursue it on purpose. If we want progress in 2021, we must be intentional. So that said, I've been teaching about progress on purpose and pursuing progress on purpose in five areas. I said that as we lay the foundation for 2021 with this series, that we will pursue progress spiritually, covered that already. Financially, you need to level up in that area too, covered that already. Three, physically, you need to level up in that area too, covered that already. This is where I'm at right now. Number four, internally, what's going on on the inside. And then number five will be externally, what's going on on the outside with relationships. So within number four, which was internally, I said that I would cover five things. Uh, Number one, I said I would cover being anxious for nothing stress-free living you you don't have to allow stress to have rule or power over you i covered that already number two unshakable peace you can have a peace that is not disturbed you have peace on the inside no matter what's going on on the outside cover that already number three this is where i'm at right now for this morning joy and peace in believing we're going to deal with that for a few days number four relaxing your mind and your physical body psychological rest physical rest you need that too and then number five the highest form of faith is rest we're going to talk about it so Number three is for today, joy and peace and believing. Let me set the stage before I get into my points. So uh, here's the stage. For the, For those of you that know Pastor George Matthews, Pastor George Matthews is a son, uh, a spiritual son of Pastor Creflo Dollar. I was in a, a church conference in January of 2008 in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, and Pastor George Matthews preached from Romans 15 and 13. Now, I had read Romans 15 and 13 before, right? I've read the Bible, Um, but for whatever reason, that day when Pastor George ministered Romans 15 and 13, and he said that it, that that single verse had changed the way that he looked at challenges and looked at his life, it it, it just did something. I had read that verse before, but when I read it that day, it seemed like it just jumped off the pages and it kind of just sank into the recesses of my heart. And this was 2008. Now, 2008 was a year that Isabella and I transitioned from Georgia to Fort Lewis, Washington. And then subsequent to that, we both went to Iraq. And so there was a lot of things going on that year. And Romans 15 and 13 really blessed me. Like we, I openly declare with my lips, Romans 15 and 13, every day of 2008. And uh, we stood on it. We meditated on it. And really, it, it changed our lives back then, 2008. Man, it's crazy. That was 13 years ago. And it's still changing my life today. So Romans 15 and 13 is part of a prayer that the apostle Paul prayed for the believers in Rome. And this is a tremendous prayer. He was praying that the Lord would give them joy and peace in believing that he wanted their hearts to be full of hope. He said, actually, Paul, and we're going to see the verse here in a minute, but Paul called God, the God of hope. And he said that the God of hope can fill your hearts with joy and peace in believing. And so while you're believing, while you are actively believing God for something, matter of fact, look at me, you're a believer, right? You're a believer, not a doubter. <laughs> you walk by faith and not by fear. So right now you should be actively believing God for a bunch of stuff, right? So there's some things that God has declared, there's some things that God has decreed, there's some things that God has promised you that haven't happened yet, and you should be in active faith, right? You should be in actively Believe in God for those things to come to pass knowing that if he declared it in heaven, it's already done But for you and the earth is only a matter of time So there should be some things like in your prayer closet Maybe up on the wall or in your ipad or in your notes or whatever or in your heart That you are actively believing god for and what i'm gonna talk about today and over the next couple of days Is that while you're waiting on god while you are in the active believing god mode Then you should have joy and peace while you wait on god joy and peace while you're believing. I like to talk about the, uh, this believing phase. Because if you can't maximize the believing phase then you run the risk of actually giving up on God before he does it and walking away and and no longer being in faith and and turning your faith switch from the on position to the off position and if you give up on God and you walk away from it i am convinced that we're going to get to heaven only to realize that there was a, some things that that God promised us that we could have had but we walked away we we were no longer active in our faith we gave up on it we got frustrated we gave we threw in the towel and so and that's it and and so we didn't have joy And we didn't have peace in believing. Last year, I taught a lot on faith and patience. And I talked about how faith and patience are the wonder twins. Well, here's another set of twins. Uh, And i taught a, a whole series on this being a different set of twins as well. So you have faith and patience while you're waiting on God. Guess what? You can have joy and peace while you're believing. Joy and peace while you're waiting on God. I trust that this message and the next few messages about Romans 15 and 13 will be a blessing to you. So with that said, let me read Romans 15 and 13, and then I'm going to give you eight quick things on today. You ready? What does this mean for you today? Let's check it out. Romans 15 and 13, the Bible says, now, this is Paul praying, now may the God of hope, and I love that, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you would abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer for you right now. As we are still believing God for 2021 and you're opening up your heart for what God wants to do in this season with new levels and new stages, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you would abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So eight things real quick for you today. Let's go through these eight. I believe they're going to be a blessing to you. Number one, here we go. While God can manifest a promise immediately, God can do it because God is God. God can give you a promise right now and then give you the performance right now, right? He can make sure that there's no space between the promise and the performance. Now, while he can do that, it has been my experience. I've been walking with God over 25 years. Not that I'm an expert or anything, but I've learned a couple of things. And it's been my experience that God doesn't do that that out, that often, right? So for the most part, God routinely says something, but then there's a space between the promise and the performance, right? There's a space between... The confession, like I say, hey, openly declare this. There's a space between the confession and the completion. There's a space uh, between I believe and I receive and yo, there it is, right? There's a space. And in that space, while you're waiting on God, I've taught you this before, how you wait can impact how long you wait. And so you, what you want to do is you want to be active. You want to actively be, be, believing God. You want to know that it's only a matter of time and you want to continue to thank God for it. And, and Lord, I thank you for doing this. Lord, I thank you for doing that. I know you've already said it. I've already received it. It's only a matter of time. I've already received it in my heart pretty soon. I'm going to have it in my hands. And so, so you are actively believing God. And so that's going on on the inside. You got to level up in that area as well. How you believe God. Number two, I, I run into believers all the time who are concerned whether or not like God heard their prayer, whether or not they really heard God's voice, whether or not this is really going to happen, whether or not. And so what happens is when you're not sure, you're not certain, faith is about being sure. Faith is about being certain. And when you're not sure or certain, then Satan comes in, you're susceptible to, to the devil. Satan comes in and he starts sowing seeds of, of doubt and doubt leads to worry. And then worry leads to fear. And then eventually fear leads to a faith failure. And so fear suffocates your faith. You can't be in faith and in fear at the same time. And so what happens is you you can allow your faith to fail because you lack confidence. Faith is all about confidence. So please do not allow your faith to fail. Well, Brother Pina, how do I not allow my faith to fail? Well, Romans 15 and 13 says that you can have joy and peace while you're waiting on God. Joy and peace in believing. I have the excitement that comes from joy. It can happen at any time. I have the serenity that comes from peace. I'm not moved by what's going on in this world. I have joy. I have peace while I'm waiting on God. Number three, don't allow yourself to get frustrated. So if you allow yourself to get frustrated, then, then that frustration is going to lead to a faith failure. The definition of frustration is, listen to this, a feeling of dissatisfaction often accompanied by anxiety or depression, resulting from unfulfilled needs or unresolved problems. Now that that's a pretty strong definition. And that definition really, unfortunately describes some Christians. Like I'm, I'm, there are people who love God, people who are well-intentioned. But they just—they fit that definition to a T. They've gotten frustrated. They are dissatisfied. They are dissatisfied with God, with the church with, church, with God's people. They just want to walk away from God. They want to walk away from everything. They want to walk away from God's promises. They want to walk away from life. Uh, uh, they, they are susceptible to depression. They are susceptible to the spirit of suicide. This is real talk, y'all. I mean, like people love God and wind up killing themselves because they get frustrated. They get disillusioned. They they, they know they're no longer in faith. They, somehow they lost their hope. And, and, and so all of this happens. Second Corinthians chapter two and verse 11 says that we ought not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. If we're ignorant of how the devil attacks us, then he can get you know, an advantage over us. And so the reason why I'm teaching you this stuff is because I don't want you to be ignorant of the devil's devices. The devil is going to come and say, Hey, it's not going to happen. The devil is going to come and say, Hey, you should doubt that the devil is going to come and say, well, especially when you sin, when you mess up, Oh, you messed up. Now you disqualified yourself. Listen, let me help you out. You can't disqualify yourself from something you never qualified for in the first place. God didn't promise to bless you because you qualified. Jesus qualified for you. And so you're qualified because of Jesus, not because of you. So don't allow performance-based religion to cause your faith to fail. No, you maintain your joy. You maintain your peace while you believe in God. Number four, the definition of hope, and and, and, and I'm going to deal with hope and faith in, here in a minute, but the definition of hope is uh, the feeling that what you wanted can be had and that the events will turn out for your good. And so you are looking forward with a desire and a reasonable confidence that it will come to pass. You believe you have a desire, you have trust, you have a feeling that what is desired will happen, right? So you're living with this hope. Hope is powerful. We need hope. And and so you're saying, well, wait a minute, Rick, didn't just a few days ago, you said, you shouldn't just be a hoping and a wishing and a praying and that faith adds substance to your hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith adds substance to your hope. But if you don't have hope, you're not going to have faith because faith is adding substance to your hope. If you if you are a person with no hope, if you are a person in despair, if you are del- diving into depression, into the abyss of depression, then no, you have, if you lose your hope, you have forfeited your opportunity to be in faith. So, so no, I'm not saying we live by hope. We live by faith. But if you if you, lo- if you lose your hope, you're never going to get over the faith. Faith adds substance to hope. So you have to have hope. You have to get up every morning with an expectation of manifestation. You got to get up every morning with a hope, with a spring in your step, with a song in your heart, with a smile in your face, with a word in your spirit. Yes, God is the God of hope. Paul said, he said, he's the God of hope and he can fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Number five, as Paul calls him the God of hope, uh, let me tell you that our God can resurrect stuff. Matter of fact, while I'm teaching right now, it is my prayer that God would resurrect dead dreams, that God would resurrect aborted ideas, prematurely terminated plans. There are some things that God spoke to you, that God said to you that you gave up on. Why? Because you thought it took too long. Well, while I'm speaking, I pray now, even now, that the Holy Ghost is is bringing things back to your remembrance. And the Lord is saying, I'm still going to do it. It's kind of like, remember when God had a conversation with Abraham and he was almost hundred years old. His wife was almost 90 years old and they couldn't have no, she couldn't have babies when she was 17, much less 90. And, and God is having this conversation with Abraham and she's eavesdropping outside the tent. right? And so she was eavesdropping. And so, so God is saying, listen, basically it was 24 years later and God said, you're still going to have that baby. And I'm saying that even now that, that the promises of God are irrevocable, the, the promises of God are yes and amen, God has spoken some things over your life, maybe you gave up on God, but God did not give up on you, while I'm speaking, even now God is resurrecting the prematurely terminated ideas, plans, hopes, desires, I, I'm saying God will resurrect dead dreams, say amen to that. All right. Number six, Lord, I feel the presence of God. Number six, you will never get to the faith stage if you can't get past the hope stage or the belief stage. So if you consider something hopeless, then your perception is going to become your reality. You will never stir up the juices that you need to be in faith. You will never believe and receive. You will never decree and declare. You will never say that you have it because whatever it is, you've tucked it away. You put it in a drawer called hopelessness and God is saying, listen, one word, one word, number seven, one word from God can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. We serve a God that can take the impossible and make it possible. We serve a God that can give... Life to dead stuff. We serve a God that can that can just resurrect. When Paul was talking about this, I love it. He in the same letter in Romans, he talked about in Romans chapter four Abraham, uh, and he talked about a God that could give life to the dead, that could that could resurrect some things. He was talking about hope. He was talking about supernatural power. The same God that did this for Abraham, the same God and this supernatural power, this resurrection power. Think about it. The same God, the same power that caused the blind to see the to walk, the dumb to speak, the mute. I'm talking about the cripple to leap that same power, the same power that delivered you, called you out of darkness and translated you into the kingdom of God's dear son. That same power is made available to you right now through the Holy spirit so that you can have joy and peace while you wait on God so that you can abound in hope. Number eight, last thing for today, I'm going to talk about Abraham. I love Abraham. God's hope Can cause you, the Bible says, to hope against hope. Paul said, man, I'm talking about hope. Let me tell you something. With with God, the God of hope, you can actually hope against hope. When the world says there's no hope. When the world says all hope is gone, you can still believe God. The Bible says in Romans chapter four, verses 18 through 21, Paul was writing about Abraham. He says, Abraham, hope against hope. Even when there was no human hope, he believed God that he might become the father of many nations. According to that, which was spoken, so shall your seed be with, and he was not weak in faith. And so he was not weak in faith, considering not his own body now dead, even though he was about a hundred years old, neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He believed God. And so he believed God. He did not waver. He did not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Think about Abraham for a minute. I'm talking about Abraham. Listen, he was about 100 years old. His body from the waist down, his stuff was not working no more. Back then, there was no little blue pill. And so think, think about it. He was about 100 years old. The Bible says he considered not his body now dead, even though he was about 100 years old. Neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. So his stuff wasn't working. Her stuff ain't, ain't never worked. She couldn't have babies when she was 20, and she's now 90. And so his stuff wasn't working. Her stuff never worked. It didn't matter. He hoped against hope. He be, All human hope was gone, and he believed God. He be believed in a God that could give life to dead stuff. He could get, he believed in a God that could give life to the dead. He was fully persuaded that what God had promised. He was able also to perform. He had joy. He had peace while he was believing God. And he believed God for the long haul. And after 25 years, he still had that baby. I'm saying that's how you believe God. I'm talking joy. I'm talking peace. While you're believing God on the inside, let's level up how we believe God. Let's level up. You're not going to wait and just be like, oh, I'm waiting. No, no. I'm going to wait with joy. I'm going to wait with peace. I have the excitement of joy. I have the stability of peace while I'm believing God. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to, to close out this message boldly declaring this. Say, Father, I declare that by your power, I am able to hope against hope. It does not matter how dead my situation seems to other people. I believe in a God who can give life to dead stuff. <laughs> I hope against hope. I abound in hope today and every day. I have great expectations. I have joy and peace while I'm believing you, Father. I abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Once you speak, I believe and receive what you say. Faith adds substance to my hope. And I will stand on your word until I receive in my hands what I've already received in my heart. I level up in every area in 2021 and greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. Look, all my notes, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day. And you will get those notes for free. Maybe it's a snow day. Maybe you're locked in. Maybe you don't, you're not going to do a bunch today. Get this message down in your heart. Listen to it again. You can abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do me two favors. Number one, if this message has been a blessing to you, then leave me some comments in the chat. I go back and read every comment. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. You know, this is a message that people need to hear. Go out there today with joy and peace in believing. I love you. God loves you too. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.